Cause I don't see rules in Washing away nearly all my sins Living in a city of immigrants City of black City of Immigrants. It's off, uh, I think, his most recent album, Washington Square Serenade. Steve Earle. Loretta Lynn, just before that, High on a Mountaintop. It's off her album, Van Leer Rose. And we had Bob Dylan doing uh, Can't Get You Off My Mind. Timeless. It's all kinds of great country tributes out on Lost Highway Records. Well, it is 7.30, and that means it's time for our regular Monday morning feature. With a word in edgewise, it's R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Brooke. In one of his early translations of the 2nd century B.C. Chinese writer Mei Sheng, controversial poet Ezra Pound renders, Blue, blue is the grass about the river, and the willows have overflowed the close garden." No one who has read much Pound would find it odd that Pound prefers to deal with bluegrass instead of green, or that the bluegrass he chose to address is not in Kentucky, in his native America, but in China, two millennia earlier. Walt Whitman, whom Pound said he always had trouble with, chose grass even farther afield. In the section Song of Myself in his collection of Leaves of Grass, Whitman says, I believe a leaf of grass is no less than the journey work of the stars. Personally, I am at best ambivalent about grass. In fact, I have to make an effort at being generous to demonstrate much fondness at all for grass. At an early age, I was entrusted with the care of the family lawn and steadily began to develop a dim attitude about grass. We had a quarter-acre corner lot in Aurora, Colorado, which back then was a modest suburb of about 10,000 inhabitants on the eastern edge of Denver. In those days, Aurora had an archway over its eastern end of Colfax Avenue, proclaiming that it was the gateway to the Rockies. Not everyone had a lawn. Some folks, like one of our neighbors about a block away who had an acre that she kept her horse on, had something considerably more natural than a lawn, something more native than a lawn. Billy had a pasture of prairie grass a low-maintenance field that the horse patches would nibble on here and there. Supplementing Patches' diet were the clippings that I would bring over. This also added to my ambivalence about lawns. I really liked filling up a burlap bag with clippings, slinging it over the handlebars of my bicycle, riding it a block over to call Patches, and watch as she determinedly sauntered over to the end of her pasture where I was reaching over her fence and dumping the clippings. That was fun. What wasn't fun were all the preliminaries involved to fill up the burlap bag with grass clippings. 
My mother fancied herself a landscape designer of sorts, and having only a quarter acre to work with was not in any way going to impede her from including as many flower beds, brick borders, shrubs, trees, and rock edgings as possible. In later years, I would learn that the etymology of the word grass is largely Germanic and Scandinavian, as in words such as grass and grass. And this all would make a great deal of sense to me, as my mother, who had provided me with all of my early experiences with grass, is full-blooded German. Sometimes we would have a lot of rain in Aurora during the summer. Sometimes nearly every afternoon the sky would cloud up around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Thunderheads would build, and we'd get a pretty good downpour for about 15 minutes. Then the skies would clear off, and the sun would come back out. Sometimes I'd have to mow the lawn twice in one week. This meant lots of trips to go visit Patches, but it also meant dealing with that quarter-acre obstacle course that my mother had designed and that she, my father, my sister, and I had helped to construct. I was not far-sighted or assertive enough in those days to head off additional lawn-mowing obstacles, a.k.a. aggravations, off at the pass before they came part of the scene, but I did learn some lessons in that regard that have been useful in later life. For example, when deciding to expand our garden, I do not for even an instant consider anything else but ripping out any existing sod, composting the newly exposed soil, and planting flowers or vegetables to our heart's content. Also, every time I hear the lawnmower is preparing to attack the lawn that is part of the townhouse complex we live in, I enjoy instead creating alternative, expansive images in my mind, seeing and hearing only the gentle swish of perhaps a half dozen sighs as they rhythmically work their way through the tall grass. From Arno, Maine, have a great day. Grounded in with bloody heart